Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. My guests today are Robert and Mary Chromians from the Robert Chromians Salons and Creative and Business Director at John Paul Mitchell Systems. Now, I know I said I was going to try to keep these podcasts to around the 30-minute mark, but as there are two people, it's closer to an hour. So sit back and buckle up and get ready for some great information. In today's podcast, Robert and Mary give their thoughts on four key areas. First, selling time and charging for salon services by time taken instead of the more traditional fixed service prices. Secondly, the trend towards removing the front desk from salons to make them more mobile and arguably a more efficient client experience. Thirdly, when it comes to in-salon take-home product, the importance and benefits of staging product placement as part of the client in-salon experience. And fourth, how numbers influence behaviours and different ways of paying your team. So welcome to my guests today, Robert and Mary Chromians. There's a first, right? Uh, that's the first time ever, uh, we've ever been introduced together. It's kind of exciting. On a podcast. I know. It's a, great. It's, it's, or a Bobcast. <laughs> yeah, it's really good to have the two of you here together. It's, uh, it, it's, you know, it's important on lots of different levels. So listen, I'd like to start off by getting you guys to explain. Just 30 second, one minute intro, who you are, what your background is, what you're known for. Should I start first? Yes, please. Well, my name is Mary Cromians now. Um, I'm Robert's wife, but I've been a part of Paul Mitchell for about 22 years. I work at a Robert Cromian salon in San Diego. I moved there when I was 20. So as soon as I discovered Paul Mitchell as a company and I was introduced to Robert Cromians as one of the lead educators and all of that, I kind of um, fell in love with all the concepts and the business of it. And and Robert Cromian. And Robert Cromian. Yeah. So I moved from upstate New York to San Diego to work for him, and I've been there ever since. I worked for him for 10 years before we started dating, and the rest is history in that department. But I'm an international educator for Paul Mitchell. I tend to feature color when I'm educating, and I just love being a part of the salon, being around hairdressers, and being in the beauty industry altogether. Cool. Perfect. Mr. Chromians. And what do I do exactly? For for anyone who's never heard of you, (sighs) you I don't know where they're living, but yeah. Well, um thing that for me is most important is the lifestyle I've been able to create. I, I used to deliver pizza, Anthony. Uh, I was not destined for this industry, not remarkably artistic, but remarkable with people. So I've kind of found a way to make one of my skills, which is loving on people, uh, pay off. So, uh, you know, for me, traveling the world, inspiring hairdressers is kind of the, the job that I've chosen. And it can happen in any language, any type of business. I'm a little misdirective because whereas there's a lot of art- artists in the world but not so many business guys i kind of disguise myself as a hairdresser <laughs> to talk business okay so for me when i look at what i'm most proud of in my career it's probably the 110 schools in the company that reflect business ideas that we have put into play in our salon for example color bar probably nobody listening to this has never heard that term color bar we own the rights to that name. It's actually our name. We brought it to the industry 25 years ago. It's reflected in every school. Things like take home. It's a philosophy. So we kind of look at the business. We talk about wash houses, lather lounges. Uh, we talk about sex in the sinky. That's a TV show, Anthony. We're talking about an experience that's memorable. We deliver a lot of that through tea tree. So it tingles and makes things happen. So to me, when you look at what a client receives, what I tend to focus on is what's, what's the experience. And then looking at hairdressers as a whole, because we employ some, what's the ideal career path for them? For some people, it's being a working mother. For some people, it's cooking dinner every night for their husband. Uh, I don't get to choose what lifestyle you want to live in in this beauty industry. But what I can help you do, whatever you imagine or dream, I can help you systematically to obtain that. Okay. So uh, your salons, uh, I know you've got a group of salons. Um, They're predominantly in San Diego? We got two in San Diego, uh, Vegas one, two in Oklahoma, uh, one Tulsa, one Oklahoma City. Yep. Yeah. And not all the same brand, as you kind of know quite clearly. 
I've been playing with concepts the minute I opened the salon. Think about what I invented, the color bar. <laughs> the point is I need a concept. I need a story. So when I look at the next concept is what we're working on. Uh, when we had a recession in 2009, I went for an expensive concept because I needed traffic. I needed kids to get experience. So we created a thing called walk-in. Where did I learn that? Regis. They're one differential at Regis, which is a major organization here in the States and the world. They don't have appointments. Whereas everybody else in the world is very stuck on that appointment making system. And I'm just saying that we open walk-in. Now you could make a reservation, but the sign said walk-in because I'd seen a million salons that had a sign outside said walk-ins welcome. Mm. So as we move forward, California law is changing. We live in a place where the compliance of the government say no longer can we pay commission to people. So as a result, we are actually having to think about time, time management, which again leads me back to lifestyle. Mm. So it's about hitting the highest service volumes in the shortest period of time would reflect on your 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 hourly pay mm-hmm. so your compensation so uh, i don't know if you've ever had an attorney but my attorney was 250 dollars an hour i trusted that uh, i think that this hourly mechanism could be something that's reflective it shouldn't be based on length it should be based on not gender but it should be based on how long did it take mm-hmm. if you go from dyed jet black hair that was store-bought and you want to be blonde there's going to be a process. There's going to be a timeline on that. And why not, instead of trying to quote her something out your brain, just say, well, it's 200 bucks an hour. Okay. So is that what you do as a colorist, Mary, in the salon? You, you charge for time as opposed to charging for the service? I do both. So mm-hmm. when I have my more typical type of services, a color touch-up, a base touch-up, a typical mm-hmm. highlight, I have a set price that I've grown to. But like Robert just mentioned, if I'm doing a color correction, if I'm doing unicorn colors, anything that is sort of above and beyond that, I may need to start doing three, four, five plus steps. It's going to take more than two hours. Mm. I quote by time. Oftentimes, I don't always know, especially because every more and more people are coloring their hair. So you never know what it's going to turn out as. It's not like I have this perfect virgin hair in my chair and I can say, okay, I can make you platinum in an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I just, I find that it gets confusing for guests if I tell them the a la carte way of like, well, I have to do a toner after this and that's going to be this much money. And then they'll say, well, I don't want the toner. Well, it's really not an option because I, yeah. when I'm able to charge by the hour, I, it allows me the freedom to do whatever it takes to get them there yeah. without having to sort of nickel and dime them in sure. that manner. And then I can tell them up front, you know, it's, it's going to be $150 an hour is what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, I can say it can take up to eight hours. Is that okay for you? Yeah. That's the maximum it's going to be. Yeah. If we finish sooner, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it, it's allowed me a little bit more freedom. And then the guest doesn't have to worry about being confused or being too shy to ask like, well, what does that mean? I don't know what a toner is, or yeah, yeah. I don't know what a base smudge is, or mm-hmm. I just want the end result. Yeah. So you tell them it's 150 an hour, could take up to eight hours. It's a simple bit of math. Eight times exactly. 150. This is what it might cost you, worst case scenario. That's the most it could be. Yeah. And within that, it includes everything. Yes. So if you need more product, you, you get more product. Absolutely. If you need treatments on it, it gets a treatment. Absolutely. On it. Everything's in there. Toners, the whole lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a very good friend of mine in London who works that way, and she does exactly the same thing. And I, I think definitely for color services, it's the way to go that, you know, we're, we're selling time. And, it uh, is. you know, that's, that's the best approach to take. And it's a really easy way to get closure on your consultation Yeah. because especially now with the internet and people showing you the picture or they say, you know, they'll show you the YouTube video that's edited down to five minutes. And they're like, look, her hair is like this. Mm. You're like, yeah, but that was like a 13 hour process. And they yeah. used final cut pro to edit it. Sure. Like yeah, exactly. the reality exactly. is. Yeah. So yeah. if you're okay with that, we can do it. But if yeah. you're not okay with it and your budget is, you know, you can yeah. afford $300, I'm going to, give you what we can for two hours. Yeah. Okay. And um, you said you're $150 an hour. Where do you arrive at that figure? What what criteria is there? So that's a great question. So the first time I did it, I truly did it by accident. Mm. I just was like, I wanted to give her a number that was high enough that I wouldn't be regretful afterwards that I was like, ah, spent six and a half hours on this. And I only can charge her now $300 because I didn't tell her up front. Sure. 
So I knew that this, this woman came in, she had dark hair. We were coloring it dark for her in the salon, but she just decided, I want to be blonde. Yeah. I don't care how long it and, takes. And, and does this, by the hour, is that just working time, application time, or does it include processing Every, time? Everything. So you build everything in. Absolutely. So it's, it's not the time that they're having you working on them. No. Processing's factored into it as well. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So the yeah. process, because that's the part too. Sometimes, you know, mm. you don't just process for those 30 minutes. Yeah. And sometimes I need to reapply. Mm. Because it's not moving or it dried out or sure. whatever. So no, the processing time, you're sitting when I'm shampooing you, I'm charging mm. you for that. When you're yeah. under the dryer with your treatment, the whole time from the second we start yeah. until you are out the door. Okay. And uh, other people in the salon, do they have the same hourly rate or is it staggered depending on like yeah. a level system? It's um, We have five elements in our salons. Mm-hmm. So we use those elements. Basically, we start our haircut price starts at $50, goes up to $200 plus. Uh-huh. And there's everything in between. Mm-hmm. So just recently, I have um, set up a menu according to those elements that also includes an hourly rate. Yeah. So that even if you're an element one, which is a little bit more new talent type of stylist, right. you can charge $50 an hour. Okay. But this might go too far. But in California, again, as Robert mes- mentioned, we can't do commission. You have to do um, do hourly of some sort. But obviously, yeah. you're not going to pay the base rate of hourly. <clears throat> yeah. So if somebody's base rate is $25 an hour, we have to calculate all of that. So there's yeah. a little bit of working backwards to figure out everyone's rate. Sure. Yeah. I started mine kind of by accident just because I didn't want to wish I charged her more and felt like, oh, I worked so hard and got nothing out of it. Yeah. But then I went back and recalculated. I also do, in her processing time, my a la carte calculation and make sure it equals up. Yeah. Okay. One, I don't want to overcharge the guest if mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, gouge somebody. But uh-huh. at the same time, I don't want to undercharge for my my work and my worth and the end result. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you double book? Yes. So, so you do. So even though my color might be processing, and I'm paying you an alley fee while my color's processing, you'll go off and do another client at the same time, and they'll be paying an alley rate too. Yes. It yeah. can. It depends. Now, yeah. if I know ahead of time if someone comes in and they do just a consultation. Mm-hmm. I can book straight through because I know I'm getting paid straight through and I'm happy to do so. So I can give them a hundred percent of my attention. Yeah. There is the occasion where somebody comes in and they make their reservation for highlights mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you have somebody again in 45 minutes and they really aren't getting highlights, okay. you know? So if I can make it happen, I will continue with my double booking. If I can't make it happen, I'll let them know and say, this is a really big process. Let's book on it. Let's reschedule you to another day where I can give you a hundred percent of my time. It's going to be this much. This is going to be the time commitment sure. and I'll move forward. Cause it's not fair to the next guest yeah, yeah, yeah. too, where I'm stressed out maybe about, is this color coming up? Right. I have to watch this cause yeah. it's corrective or it's unicorn color. It depends. Okay. Best okay. case scenario at that hourly rate for a six or eight hour job would be not to have anyone in between. So you could really focus and, sure. you know, be timely and get it done mm-hmm. a little quicker would be the better way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Robert, you said that, that you have different concepts. Just explain the concepts to me. What, what are the, well, uh, how many different concepts have you got running at the moment? In my head right now, I see this thing. It's about time. Uh-huh. And you look at the menu and just like Mary pointed out through these five elements, you pick what's right for you. What the client's never had is the comfort of transparency. Mm. How many people are so scared to walk into a high-end contemporary salon for fear of price? Because mm. it's not really clear what's on the board. Mm. Because I live in California, I can't mention gender. <laughs> okay, Because I live in California, I've got to now think about time. Mm-hmm. So when we used to work in the old days, and I'm not sure, I know you're global here, but People in America would always say, I'm going to make 50%. Well, 50% of what? That's what my mom asked. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the answer. But what I didn't know is 50% of everything I brought in, but how many hours that took me was up to me. I could work 73 hours, 80 hours. Back in the day, we used to work assistants. I should be absolutely thrown in jail for the abuse I've given rising star talent in our company. Mm. So I think it's very important that we understand that this equation, which drove me crazy at first as an owner, in some way is setting me free mm. because if we thought of ourselves as professionals and in increments of time, it would change everything. Now we know that typical hairdressers don't love numbers. They book on time increments. They process color and in time increments. I mean, it's really, there's lots of numbers. There really is. Mm. And you know, you, I got to watch you today and where we tend to think as an industry, we're not number savvy. The whole world's not number savvy. Mm. So it's not just something we have is because we're hairdressers. It's something just people don't get numbers, like mm. being colorblind. They're number blind. Sure. And yet they can read a book and that's awesome. But yeah. So numbers are critical for me. So for me, looking at a time-orientated base, uh, menu board, if you will, 
And then you look at a guy like me who's obviously on the $200 an hour menu board, but I cut hair quicker than most folks. Yeah. <laughs> so even coming to me at 200 an hour on your hair when I'm seeing you every four weeks, mm. we could be having a great relationship that's only costing you 100 Yeah, got you. Uh, Some of my favorite things I watch on Instagram are, are, are some of the kids that are not just doing great colorful rainbow hair. They're documenting what it charges when it comes to something like extensions. That should be done by the hour. Mm. Even blow dries, okay, it should be yeah. done by the hour. Mm. So it's kind of changing it. Uh, Mary brought up this client who wants to go from dyed black hair to blonde. What was it called? The path of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So the path of enlightenment is a journey. It doesn't just happen. We're not Harry Potter. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah. You're blonde. It doesn't work that way. Mm. It, it is not my special pony. Yeah. Okay. So the reality of the time and dis, so the people I respect the most on the internet are the ones that don't just show you the great capture, but break it down into that thing because we put so much time into it mm. and we're often not compensated in a fair way. Yeah. Um, How do you uh, communicate numbers and explain numbers and, you know, embrace numbers with your team? Like how do you get them to, you know, to work with and understand and, and, and use numbers? Actually, we're just working right now with a new concept and it started when I first started working for a young lady in Memphis, Tennessee. Every paycheck I got had a smiley face on it when I did better than I did the week before. And for some reason, when I opened up the check, even though it was a nice check, it didn't have a smiley face. I just didn't think I'd perform. We just found a payroll company. They said, we can put smiley faces on your checks if you want to. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. So it's going to be fun. To me, we both know that numbers are the things that are kind of measuring, but they're not designed to measure. They're designed to help. Mm-hmm. And all I've got to do is show them when I look at numbers, you're going to love this. I was looking at numbers this year. I said, it's like a horoscope. And mm. I, which way we say horror can be very interesting. It's one or the other. It could be the most horrible year you're ever going to have. Yeah. Or this is your, your Sagittarius. You're going to be in love and find money. Because these numbers, if you play with them and see how they affect, and how many KPIs are we talking about? Three or four. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a universe of numbers here. Yeah. Just three or four actions that you can manipulate to change your outcome, to mm. give you the lifestyle that you deserve. And what are the numbers that you focus on with your team in the salons? Right now, I'm crazy about average ticket. Uh I looked at the performance of our team. We had 14,000 guests. We had an average ticket of this much. Mm -hmm. If we had to have a a ratio of service, 1.5 ratio of service, at a 2.0 would just be multiple service per guest. We had had 2.2 in the kitty instead of 1.7. Okay, you completely lost me there. So So let me translate. Let me translate translate for Robert. So first of all... (laughs) We do use, we have a lot of apps and things like that, that start when you come to work for our salons, we let you know that Robert's big thing is that numbers influence behavior. So do we have permission to talk about numbers with you? Cause we're yeah. going to coach you. Cool. So our salon cool. director starts with that. So if you don't want to talk about it, you might not be a great fit for us. Yeah. So it kind of is. So even though you're these really creative guys and the salon's really creative, you put on the board right from day one. Numbers matter, productivity matters. Yeah. Cool. And that's your culture. And there's no, there's no shame in that. There's nothing to, yeah, so it's to not a surprise. cringe about. It's like, this is a business, guys. We have a lot of fun. We're creative. We do lots of good stuff. But yeah. without there being money in the till the end of the week and productivity per person and average bills, et cetera, then this business doesn't work. So you're making yeah. them aware of that. That's we are exactly a for-profit business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and we don't, none of us got into this industry to be starving artists. So yeah. we're going to go from that. Yeah. Uh, but we do use Zizor in the salon, so all of the team have it downloaded on their phone. And okay. we Robert texts from there, so that's kind of cool. You get to do group text messages or single, so he'll send out. And I do it, too, and our salon directors do it. So it'll be yeah. like, you know, great job today on Take Home, Anthony. Now Way let, to go. Let me just jump in there because I know what Zizor is, and it's a fantastic little tool. And for any of our audience who've never heard of it, because in Australia, the UK, Europe, they won't know what Zizor is because it's very American-centric at this point in time. Oh, okay. Now, just explain what, what Zizor is and how it works. So it's an app that you can use on your phone, but it integrates with your POS system. Right, okay. So it'll showcase every single one of your stylists and their totals, and it can measure them basically. So there's a leaderboard. It tells you how much money you've done for the day. It'll, um, and it's coded by red or green. So if you're in the red, that means you're under. And when you get to green, that means you're, you're winning and you're making money Got it. from, and it compares from year to day. It tells you in the moment, it tells you month to date, quarter to date. Yeah. Um, and you can see what your, your, um, coworkers are doing as well. So yeah. for us with multiple salons, it makes it really <laughs> nice because I can, you know, 
see what the top person in the Las Vegas salon is doing. And I want to see at the end of the night, if I beat them. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a productivity app based app, yes. which is, uh, which integrates into different point of sale systems mm-hmm. and it sits on the stylist phone. So the stylist can sit in the staff room and have yes. a look at their figures and their goals Absolutely. and their results in real time. Yes. Cool. Okay. And it's and great is, for the managers yeah. and owners too, because you can coach from it rather yeah. than having to say, we need to have a meeting at 12 o'clock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and it's, it's Let exciting and cool. Yeah. I can just look at today's number and say, Today, you're the top take-home artist in my company. Mm-hmm. And then I can text Mary and say, this week so far, you're the best I've seen. And this month, this quarter, I can go on and on. So four people got a text of love. Yeah. Uh, and then they have visibility. So even though there's a code that protects Mary's identity to some degree, they still know this lady had a $1,200 day yesterday and they want to know who she is. Mm-hmm. So they admire each other from a distance and they push each other because it's visible. When we started the business, no salon owner in the world would show you the numbers. Mm. Nobody would show you the book. Yeah, yeah. The book. I mean, we used to lock that sucker up. <laughs> and back then, there was no phone to take a photo of it. People would leave, and you had the book. I got the Nobody book. Nobody knows what a book is. Some today. of my young staff go, What was the book? What was the book? Yeah. So the reality today is the transparency in the business that now my hairdressers do have connection with the client, and now you have visibility to the data. Mm. The data, the company as a team, every individual in the team, there's no hiding it. And I think mm. that's the future of the beauty industry. Too often the owner is left with the responsibility. To me, it's sharing that load with the team. So they start to think in numbers, like yep. painting by numbers. Yep. So so tell me how you, you said, uh, let me address the coaching thing. How do you, so, so you're looking at their numbers, they're looking at their numbers. There's obviously times where you have to have a little bit of a come to Jesus and have a talk about our numbers here. Talk me through that. What does that look like? What, what does the conversation look like? What do you say? Mm, just to be clear, and I learned this because for those of you guys that have never seen me on stage, I got a mouth on me. <laughs> I can say <laughs> some stuff. So one thing I pay attention to Facebook and uh, especially Instagram is what you put into print is never goes away. <laughs> so for me, when I look at Zizo, I just go for the positive behaviors. You are the top here. You're the awesomest. You had 12 clients today. You'd, and what I love to sometimes go, do I need to come shake you? Like, a little? Mm. I mean, I get it, but I can't deliver that in an email or a text. I mm. cannot put harmful words into print because I just think it, 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 right. it lasts. Yeah. Even our relationship, we don't say harsh things to each other ever because mm. later you're going to have remorse against it. Mm. So for me, I like to tell people what I'm after over what I'm not wanting. <laughs> so even I can look at numbers and go, what's going on here? I still just think if I put the buzz out to three people in that store that mm. they did awesome here, they did. I'm hoping everybody else is hungering for that attention. Now, just to be honest, Anthony, I travel the world. I'll text these people sometimes and they'll go, who is this? <laughs> they don't really know it's me. And I go, it's Robert Cromie. And they're like, nah. Yeah. And then they so, light up. So it's a, it's a, it's a cloud-based thing. You're in Japan or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You can see that, you know, yeah. whoever uh, of your stylist has had a record week or whatever, record yes. day, and you can send them a text directly from the app saying, yeah. you know, you killed it, baby. Well yes. done. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We have a but, salon not doing as well as it could have. Uh-huh. And when I looked at the individual performance, it wasn't them. It's probably the lack of team. Mm. It was so many things because they were performing. They had 16, 17% new percentage of new requests, which is a good indicator. Mm. Um, you give me a 20, I'll show you how to double your business every couple of months. Mm. You give me a three, I'll tell you, you'll be working forever, getting nowhere. Yeah. And, and all of these things from reputation, repeat business, um, every single part, they were high, high, high. So, some of these numbers is just the encouragement. And again, I'm, I'm quick to go to numbers. Uh, I think it's something that there's got to be other ways to look at it. You touched on it today. It can be a bottle. It can be a dollar. It can be, you know, there's other ways. And we all, you know, change that up. But for mm-hmm. our organization, we're apples to apples. And are you trying to move me over yeah, Mary, there? Mary's got a hand up. She my wife, my place. wife has her hand up. <laughs> I think he was worried that I wouldn't let her talk, but I think I'm just going to go. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> okay, what are we going to say? What are we going to say? No, I was just going to say before you went too far, some of the things that we do, Robert, 100%, what he was saying is very like healthy outcome, forward focus, positive. He's the visionary of our company. So yes, he does that. So in comes our salon directors and the people who help to manage and they do a lot of bullet coaching. Okay. 
For example, the salon I work at in downtown San Diego, my salon director, Sue, she's been with, been with Robert us for, you know, over 17 years. Mm. So that coaching comes from her. Mm. Sometimes it comes from our other teammates, but she does bullet coaching where in the moment, you know, Robert says this all the time too, but like, Anthony, you had a new guest today. She was in for a haircut. How did that go? Well, it was okay. You know, and then she'll say, well, you know, I noticed you didn't upgrade her to a treatment or to a color. What happened? You know, or well, I wasn't sure. I got nervous. I didn't have confidence. Well, what are you going to do next time when that happens? So mm. she coaches more in the moment of it to kind of help them see how they can do better rather than like being taken in the office to be made to feel like you're in trouble for not doing it. Sure. Yeah. So do, do you have a, a, a sort of a good cop, bad cop thing going on? I mean, is Sue the bad cop and, no. and Robert the good cop or anything no, like no. that? No, no. Sue's really great at following through on Robert's vision. She doesn't ever falter on that. And she always says she'll say yes until she has to say no. Mm. So I think the team really believe in her and they trust her. And she really wants the cool thing about her is that she really wants the hairdressers to be successful. So you would almost think that Mm. she was a hairdresser because that's what Robert wants. Mm. He really wants to see the success of it. So she's more than happy to help get you there. Cool. But I wouldn't say there's good cop, bad cop. She doesn't, she we respect her enough. Like you don't really get in trouble. Mm. You don't want to have to get in trouble, you know? (laughs) You want to do good so that Robert, Robert and Sue are saying, Oh my God, you killed it. Like when we do morning powwow, Sue does the celebrations and you want to be recognized in front of all of your peers and your coworkers, you know? So it's like another layer of it. Like you get the text message from Robert and then Mm -hmm. the next morning you're in front of everybody morning powwow before your day starts. And then you get that shout out. So, okay. Let it, me just jump back on that morning powwow. Is that every morning? Yep. Right. And how, <laughs> how long is it? Pretty short, 10, 10 15 minutes. 10 minutes. Right. Sometimes okay. five depends. Yeah. And, and, and what does that look like? What happens? It, it can go from a birthday celebration. Well done. Aunt, you kicked ass on take home. Take home is retail, by the way, take home. Yep. What do you think sounds sexier? Let's Victories, re- celebrations. Yeah. What are we so out of? We had oh. 12 new guests yesterday. We got 16 coming in today. Okay. Tabby kicked ass. She did it. We, we just a little Get bit of that. Get everybody on track. Or, or yeah. we're at a 6N. Yeah, okay. So it's not always yeah, yeah, yeah. the rah, 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 but yeah. it can be a hundred things. It could be something we just got in, something we're looking forward to. It could be the next class that's coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, yeah, education. Uh, mom's a big night one. out that we're doing with some of our selected guests. Mm. So... That's a school culture thing. I'm not quite sure if you've ever heard it before, but they do it every day in the schools. So we adapt it as a salon. And the resistance you get on this one, people Mm. are going to come in early to to have a chit-chat. Yeah, Mm. We still do it every day in the school in in, in Sassoon's in in London. Really? Because you all worked as educators. You all worked in separate parts of the building. You'd never see each other otherwise. So we would have a morning powwow for 10 or 15 minutes to get on the same page. And then out of there, and you wouldn't see each other until the end of the day again. So What what show do we do do without having a powwow? What show do you think I make happen in front of millions of people that we didn't have a chit-chat first? We look forward to it at the salon, actually. You know, And sometimes when... And it's not a big deal. You run in late sometimes. It happens, but it's you're so mortified if yeah. you're late and you're missing powwow or you come in in the middle of it. It's just like, ah. Yeah. But you know, is, it, is it a sit down thing? No, it's yeah, right it's at the front. Reservation. Stand up. Stand at the desk. desk. No reservation. Come desk. in. They wonder what we're doing. We yeah. hug them and we give them, and they're like, wow. When have they ever been to a business? People were having a meeting <laughs> to start the day. Cool. She was the yeah. guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the guests probably the most impressed they ever are with us is when they walk in at the nine o'clock power. Sometimes we ask them if they have anything to offer. Do you mm-hmm. guys want to say anything at the, and they're like, Oh, Oh no, it's okay. You know, they get all flustered. <laughs> but Anthony, just, uh-uh. just to be fair, I have some operations seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So to say everybody's starting at the same time is not it. So you've got to find a way to deliver that type of message to get people on. Mm-hmm. Midday. Uh, yeah. So when we're doing photo shoots and shows, I use a storyboard. What data and numbers are is a storyboard of what today is going to be like or not. Yeah. Uh, and it's just deadly accurate, I'm afraid. It's unlike the emotion. How are you today? I was busy. Well, your numbers don't say so. Mm. How are you doing? I'm growing. I'm. Uh, you're not. You've, you know, I want to see one in every five clients of yours be a new person. Mm. That's 20%. Yeah. And if you're doing that, you're going to be building. Yeah. If you're doing 10, you're actually not building, you're maintaining. So mm. your ecosystem will be off. We got pretty excited about a couple of things as a company. New referrals. I'd done a thing a couple of seasons ago where we were offering complimentary blow dries. Mm-hmm. And it tickled a little activity. But what I sort of realized is what would it take to get every client committed to sending us guests? There's not a better way to get a new guest than the guest who loves you. Yeah. So now I'm going to the team just on Monday. We're having a meeting to see, well, I'm prepared to offer many things. 
my average ticket is going to be $160 times six or seven visits a year. Mm. It could be a $50 gift voucher. It could be a haircut. It could be dinner. It could be so many things, maybe a blow dry, whatever it is. So really trying to align to the purpose of really networking without a doubt through our clientele to see what would make you want to send me a guest. Mm. And if that was a free complimentary blow dry, a treatment, if it was $50, if it was you know, a discount on take home, all of these things. So what we're really working with the team was, is instead of telling people what they get, let's see what would motivate you to do that. Yeah. What would yeah. motivate me? And if you say, well, shit, what would motivate me? Starbucks card, whatever that is, then I know how to, and that way I'm going to get the whole benefit of mm. all the clients working for me. Mm. Whereas the blow dry lady said, well, I don't like, comp- I don't go in for blow dries. I blow dry my own hair mm. or a treatment, uh, you know, whatever it is, free product may could be valet, VIP booking. It could be any of these things, sure. not for me to decide, for the team. Yeah. So we're very excited to kind of push the team through that because I know how much this will help them because mm. I did the numbers on it. I researched what they did. Mm. And as a team, we don't have a great location. And the only thing that shows up is your reputation. You're either doing this right and it shows up or it's the opposite of that, you yeah. know, and that's yeah. a big part of it. Uh, the other thing, you know, because I work for Paul Mitchell, I probably know too much about the beauty industry. Mm. You know that blonding is an epidemic in California. It's a state flower. Yeah. But one of the biggest booms that people aren't paying attention to is gray coverage. Mm-hmm. That is the best reflection on money-making, repeat business. Mm. We have gray coverage clients that come in 12 to 16 times a year. This is better than being a barber. Yeah, exactly. That's that's our generation. The baby boomer generation, they've all, they're all starting to retire. It, they've all got gray hair. They don't want their, you know, 60 is the new 40 or whatever the term is. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They might be 60, but they don't want to look 60. Nope. You, you, and, I, you and I got to spare some, spend some time in Italy. And I would see these old ladies in the street. They've been culling their hair for 30 years yeah. and they've got grayer and grayer. And now it's like orange. It looks like punk yeah, yeah. rock. But yeah. They look like Sid Vicious walking <laughs> down the street, which is yeah. awesome. I made a whole yeah. show out of it. But to me, this is a boom. This is a boom. So what we're really doing right now with the team, we're looking for ways we can get closer to that type of customer. Yeah. Um, because they're loyal. They come in more often. They're buying retail. They want maintenance. They like changes. They may like dimension. Talk about targeting a specific group. That's the group I'm after. Mm. Because it, it's just a matter of time. I once had a menu item that said the no-pluck way to handle gray. Mm. And that was based on conversations I would have with females in my chair that said I was plucking it for a yeah. while. We got to have a better solution. Yeah, exactly. So we talk about solutions. <laughs> so we talk about lunchtime color. That was to help the client who's worried about the commitment of color. Yeah. If I commit to color, Anthony, am I going to be here for 14 hours? No. Lunchtime colors, you could have it done in an hour. Mm. So working with a menu of things that help you upgrade that average experience, getting more haircut to color ratio. Mm. And then the third piece is haircut color to treatment. Mm. That is the burger, the fries, and the Coca-Cola. You hit that. You don't need a lot of that. Great analogy. Great analogy. That's exactly what it is. This is how Mary works. She is an absolutely testimony to being... Uh, effective on the business her performance is relative to three services a guest mm. whatever you charge even if you were 20 bucks on each item you've got a 60 dollar ticket mm. whereas a haircut i would have had a 20 mm. so when i really get down to the power of the average ticket what is your average ticket sitting at right now it's uh 176 i just so, looked it up today on zizor okay. for this month cool and i've been okay. out for two weeks yeah. but <laughs> so, so, so let me just uh, talk about productivity for a minute um give, give me an idea or give our audience an idea of, of what do you expect a stylist to achieve what what sort of annual or weekly figures do you expect them to generate in 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 total revenue well i know my personal goals and i do know that i mean i'm an employee of the salon so mm-hmm. Speaking on behalf of stylists, I know we want to be six-figure earners always mm-hmm. and trying to find the quickest way to get there. Yeah. Uh, I My target goal for a lot, like, I like to do a $1,000 day. Mm-hmm. And if it's less than, I want to just die a death. Yeah. Like in our younger talent, we start them off trying to get them to a $350 a day. Mm-hmm. And then their goal is going to be $500 a day. But everybody's goals are different because everybody knows what they need to live and to be happy and have the lifestyle. So we don't really paint that picture financially for them, Mm -hmm. but But you'd you'd expect a full-time stylist to be achieving a hundred grand a year. Yes. Yes. And service sales. And And then our goal is always, no matter what your service sales are, 20% in your take-home sales of retail revenue. So we do a lot with teaching artistry in the salon and, yeah. you know, showing our guests how to do their hair. Like, this is why I'm putting this in your hair. This is how you use the round brush or the smoothing iron or, yeah. and we 
teach it to them. And I feel like for me, that was born in your salon. And when I first came to work for you, I never saw somebody show somebody else how to do their hair. Yeah. Yeah. And rather than it making it that the, the client doesn't need me, it made them want to come to see me more. Yeah. So, so the goal for, for take home is 20% of the total sales be in a take home product. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yes. And, and are you getting that? Um, we strive Sometimes. for it all the time. Yeah. You always have yes. your superstars. Sure. And then I think, especially for us, I mean, I, you know, when you have over 50 employees and everybody at different levels and different elements, you have, yeah. you know, some that are doing it, some that some that don't, some that are starting. So yeah. you get it a little bit. It comes into the middle to be a little bit, um, not always the 20%, but we're always pushing towards it. Of course. Yeah. yeah there's, there's not a lot of salons that do get 20%. There's the odd one. Most of them, if you're lucky, uh, getting close to the 10% mark, you know, so but, uh, I feel lucky. Let's with- just bring it up. Let's go for it. Let's visualize a new world people. Yeah. 10 means we're not even in the game and we're dealing with Amazon now. Now, if I'm buying from Amazon, I can't touch it. can't feel it. Can't feel the fragrance. Can't have a professional like you show me how. So not only am I after 20, I'm after 2020. I'm prepared as now as an owner to pay the 20% bonus. Whereas before we paid 10, we got no result. I'm just saying we need to revisualize this. Uh, there's a few shows in the States that play ones called the voice. Yeah. And on the voice, the panel's sitting there, and they're all drinking something. Mm. And it's logoed across there, whether it's Dunkin' Donuts, whether it's Pepsi. But it's called placement. Yeah. Uh, the guy I work for, his name's Jean-Paul DeJore. You may not know him, but you may have once in your life had a drink of Patron. Mm. And I remember clearly 20 years ago when nobody knew what it was, a, a movie with Clint Eastwood mm. in the line of fire, where he's talking to John Malkovich, and he picks up the Patron and starts pouring and drinking. Yeah. And that that launched the product. He didn't say, oh, I drink Patron. Just through watching it through the experience of the movie was the endorsement. So the future of hairdressing is staging the experience. Mm. So from the wash house, the shampoo area, the back bowl, back wash, all the way through right down to the take-home theater. Then it becomes not like selling, just you involving them every step of the way and you'll see sales happen. Mm. I'm after a bigger number. Uh, there's an organization over here called the Art of Shade. They have a 40% take-home foot, footprint. Wow. Uh, some Aveda salons I know have 30 to 40%. Mm. we got to think about it differently. I'm not, I don't consider the internet to be a threat. Mm. All I know is i got to be smarter, and i got to bring it to life in a different way, and then I can actually see that I can compete with that. Mm. So people are aware because of the internet. They're aware of hair color. They're aware of barbering. They're aware of all these things. So you can't say, well... Be aware of all of that, Anthony, but don't be aware that there's people shopping online. You know, we are going into drones. Uh, Don't be a taxi driver in an Uber generation. We are changing every single day how we all do business. And the middleman in all businesses is being challenged. In McDonald's in the USA, there's now a screen and a monitor you touch. There's not a person. It's the same in the UK. It's launching everywhere, that. It's incredible. So talk about that. Talk about the changing business models. And I know you being California-based, that there's been a lot of changes in employment law. Yep. And touch on that, but don't, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't go, go down crazy. that hole because that will, we will never get out of it. We just lost our sponsorship. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Well, let me just break it to a nutshell. Government made a decision that affected my business that I was absolutely hateful of and now I'm titillated about mm-hmm. because I value your time. I can refund you a bad haircut, but not time. Mm. So time is the, the sequence we have to work in and how valuable that time is. Mm. And an average hairdresser doesn't work 40 or 50 or 60 hours a week. So it's about you finding a way to balance out the time effective ratio with the volume you're hitting and doing it in lesser time. Yeah. So so you, your, your people that are working for you, how many hours on average would they work a week? I think the new world's at a 30-hour work week. So you've got a lot of people at a 30-hour yeah. work, yeah. work week. Right. So and, if somebody was, but let's, yes. let's yes. throw it out there. Yeah. But if somebody said, I'm going to go rent a suite, yeah. you only need to rent it for 20 or 50, 25 hours. Mm. So there's a great thing to be learned right now. And, you know, for those of you not in the U.S., our industry is doing so many things right now. It's like a snow globe. Mm. And the amount of learning I'm getting right now is beyond what I've ever seen in the whole industry because you've got 70% of the American industry would rather work alone than work for you. Mm. <laughs> How ugly you got to be that yeah, yeah. 70% of the people <laughs> would rather work yeah. on their own. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So conceptually, one of my favorite things that I'm working on right now is ripping out the desk. Yeah. 
Now, this is a monster. Even my manager's like, you're really going to take my desk? I have to. Mm. I can't afford to put 10 or 12% of the profit onto the desk who's just a middleman mm. in some occasions to let you know, Anthony, your guest is here. Mm. So what the 70% is teaching me is they're prepared to check out their own guest. And where they would usually dump it to the desk, now they're taking care of more of the recommendation, the rebooking. They get nowhere to hide. And at the end of the day, I'll pay them more. Mm. So just explain to us what that looks like. So there's no reception desk in the salon, meaning there's no receptionist. Mm -hmm. Correct. So is there a, is there a uh, what do you call them, a maitre d', a salon coordinator? Absolutely. So there's someone walking Could around be a host. coordinate, host the whole, the whole shebang. On minimum wage. Yeah, okay. So, so I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the stylist. I finish my client. There is no desk. Where do I check them out? How do I check them out? Well, just because I want to slam dunk this idea. How can a client be in the salon for three hours sitting and then you're going to make her stand in line to pay? Uh-huh. Okay, so the first thing I want you to do is find words to help it happen. Let's just first of all talk about express checkout. So that just means while you're processing, I'm going to offer you express checkout, which I can come deliver your bill anytime. Because mm. you said, yeah, I'd love express checkout. If you walk in, it could be a kiosk, a pad, something you hit. I'm here. Mm. Give them the number, just like valet companies are doing, and they will text you. Mm. Sport Clips, big company in America, doing billion dollars worth of men's haircuts. Mm. Now text you when your stylist is ready. They never take walk-ins, but now they're prepared to text you when Mm. there's a style. Technology can set us free. Mm. So is a salon necessarily need a reservationist? Perhaps on peak times, you've got 100 guests coming in, but... Is it the first thing in the morning? Is it the last thing at the night? And I just think that the hairdressers are not dropping and ditching it, taking care of it themselves. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting role model. I work with a guy who has a thousand stores. He has no receptionist. Mm. 1,000. His name's Ratner. Mm. All right. So a thousand stores. But no, when I first heard that, I then asked the next question, what's your average ticket? He said $36, which told me why he didn't have a desk. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very. Um, That's his average ticket. So, so that's including color, whatever. Average ticket price, haircut, color. So you had no room whatever. for a desk there because yeah, yeah. that would have added 14 to 18 points to their business. Mm. Yeah. So when I set labor, I want 3% of my labor to be reservation, 3% mm. to be assistance rising stars. Yeah. And these are the fluctuating points. Yeah. But yet there's businesses I own that have creeped into 10 and 12% based on a lower average ticket and you know if it's a new talent salon yeah they don't have a 150 dollars average ticket yet mm. they were hitting that 55 i'm just saying i would rather pay them a little more to take care of their own stuff mm. than providing somebody through the middle yeah so it's, it's it's like the apple store everyone's been to do an apple Same. store you want to buy something there's a magic drawer that opens up and they, yeah. they take your payment they've got a, they can you, take it from anywhere yeah okay Okay. There's people on the beach selling beads that they can take a card. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. world has changed yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, do, do you do online booking, Mary, in the salon? Yes. Right. Yep. So for color, how does that work? With the example you were talking about before, you know, like this color could take, you know, four, five, six hours, whatever. I'm, I'm a client booking in online. Oh, I want to have some balayage. How does it work when it's an online booking? What are, what are some of the challenges you have? How do you get around them? Well, it's pretty cool the way that, all these apps. We have a a salon app that's through Salon Cloud's app. And so we have a Robert Chromian salon app for all the stores. Mm -hmm. And basically Sue, who again, our salon director, she worked with the people who did the app. Like we all, we set it up and then she sets it up time, time wise. So I have certain timing. I like, I like to be booked on the 45. Tony likes to be booked on the 30. Robert wants to be booked haircuts only. So you personalize it to each one. Yeah. Um, there's some where it says like corrective color, you have to call. Yeah. So you can't make that reservation. Um, unicorn colors, you know, oh, okay. if it's start to finish, please call for that. Extensions come in for the consultation. So okay. if it's it. if it's a little bit more labor intensive, you got to call the salon to get that reservation sure. to make sure it's booked properly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so it, I mean, of course things happen, but for the most part, it helps to take away a lot of the kinks and you can, you know, you can do your regular highlights, your color, haircut, treatment. You can add on services throughout. You can, they can leave notes to the person making the reservation. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of hair. I might need more time. So sure. our reservationist will go through and check the notes and things like that just to make any of those so like um, adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. But we okay. kind of help to make it, you know, she makes it foolproof by making those adjustments and personalizing it to every single, um, every single stylist. Like yeah. if I don't do perms, then that's not going to be an option that comes up under my name when you're sure. trying to book with me. Got you. Okay. Okay. Um, 
One of the things we touched on was uh, changing business models, et cetera. And, and I know we've had conversations before about paying people and how to pay people. And I know that you've had some of these new laws forced on you, but it's forced you to get very creative with different ways of paying people. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? The stylist's understanding of this is zero, <laughs> zero. They never really understood how they got paid the first time. <laughs> it's true. I'm in schools all the yeah. time and I go, how are you getting paid? They're like, oh, oh you know, yeah. nobody yeah. really knows. I was yeah. in a school once. She goes, I'm going to go work in the mortuary for $73 an hour. I go, there's a career right there, the mortuary. She knew what it was getting paid. The mortuary? Paid. Yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, do it here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ain't wow. no talking back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys are so... So... The, the the thing that I think is you know that we got to get to is just there's there's a shift happening. So we're also dealing with a thing called freelance. A lot of people in the states call it booth renting. You've probably heard that term, but mm. it's freelance, and I think it's a beautiful thing that um, that we've seen some beautiful operations in the U.S. do really well with. Mm. And um, what I'm saying, but there's still advantages of working with a team. Yeah, the thing that I really instill in our company is that we work together. So Mary's working as a team. If I'm in the salon, I don't have a client. I'm passing foil. I'm making French press. I do dishes. Mm. We work as a team, and that makes us quite unique. So the client feels that. We're not so worried about a client saying, well, I can't get in next week because Mary's in Italy. Mm. Mary's already referred you to Anthony. Mm. We're not so worried about you. We want you to be loyal to the store, not loyal to the person. I mean, to be truly and honest with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the team aspect of it is the part. So these changes are starting to me think about it a little differently of what we got to do. And, you know, how I was surprised to find out how small an hours most people work. Yeah. And then I, cause before I wasn't very forgiving on the big number. I go, well, how could you only have that? And then as I really studied how many hours they're putting in, yeah, uh, I was quite staggered by it. And I think it's trending downwards. They want to work less and yeah, less. Exactly. They Millennial- want to work less, but they still want to earn as much oh, as no, more. No. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had to do all the, the it forced us to understand time by, I mean, mm. I started doing hair a million years ago, like 1994. So I've never clocked in. So mm. the last two or three years in the salon, I'm like, Talk about oh, resistance. I have to clock just in. It just, it's not, yeah. I'm a hairdresser. I'm here to work. I'm going to be here all day. If I have clients, I'm going to take my guests. Yeah. The more hair I do, the more I get paid. If I don't have hair to do, I don't get paid. And that was, that's sort of the commission reality or well, mentality. And now, they, and now they clock in. Well, yeah. That's and so for the, and since the Paul Mitchell schools for us, where we, um, that became a habit because going to beauty school in the States, you have to clock in for your hours. Right. So California to become licensed, you need 1600 hours. Mm. So the new talent coming through the salons are used to clocking in because that's how they had to get their license. Sure. But some of the older generation, and even though I don't consider myself old, I just didn't ever clock in. I just... If I had a bus day, I mean, clocking in, I wasn't going to still get paid for it. Mm-hmm. It just, you didn't bring in any money, therefore you don't get paid. Sure. And that's not the case anymore. So we really mm-hmm. had to dig in and see. Thankfully, we started everyone clocking in. So that was a helpful thing. So we had their mm-hmm. hours through the year to compare to what their revenue was. So we yeah. just had to do more math, which all hairdressers love. Mm-hmm. And so we had to divide the amount of revenue brought in by the hours and compared to the commission rate. I mean, I can go on for a long time. I don't know if anyone would be excited to hear it. So that's sort of how we had to break it down again, working backwards that way and then, and figuring it out. And it's actually kind of a blessing. Yeah. So no, you you weren't, you weren't um, heading down a rabbit hole with that. That was very important information. The amount of revenue they produce divided by the amount of hours they're in there equals an hourly rate. Uh And then you were comparing that to what were they getting as a commission. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting exercise to do. Very yeah. So here's, the, to be honest, as an owner, and I want you to think of this because um, six or half a dozen, they're the same. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm saying I, my goal is to pay you all 50%. Well, I'm use that, That's really good. I'm a smart guy. I'm smarter than Thank I Thank you, learned. Sasha. <laughs> a friend of mine discovered a new word and she was trying to explain it to me. And then the next day I came down, well, it's six or half a dozen. It's the same. Yeah. Uh, Mary's height in inches. How tall are you? I'm five six How? or in, in centimeters. One seventy six, maybe. I don't it's really the know. Same. Right? Okay. So, <laughs> so if, if I was paying you forty three percent, forty five, I use that as a way. And what I'm excited about as an owner for the future is to watch people. Mary just got a ten dollar an hour raise based on her performance. So we look at it every twelve weeks, Anthony. If mm-hmm. you're up, we move it up. If you're down, we move it down. 
So every 12 weeks, their hourly rate can change up or down. And that's yes. legal. And that's legal. Yes. In California. Yes. Based on, Performance. on what we said before. Yeah. Okay, number of hours worked by total yeah. sales, yeah. Di- yeah. Uh, divide it, and you come up with a figure. Correct. That's your hourly rate for the next 12 weeks. Yeah. Correct. And every 12 weeks, that gets revisited, and this is now going to be your hourly rate. Yes. And, and so, because I know that that's the difference. A lot of people say, for example, in Australia, we will not get their head around this because you've always had to be paid a guaranteed hourly rate, whether you're sat in the back room or not. And that has now just been bought in to California, but not necessarily. Well, yes, it's now been bought into California. Yes. They have to be paid. So for example, regardless of what they're doing. Yes. Even yeah. say I have a full day booked, yeah. I'm, you know, and three of my guests canceled. Mm. I'm still going to get paid my hourly rate. Yeah. No yeah. matter what, where before, if those three guests got canceled, obviously that would affect my commission because mm. I would have brought in less money. Mm. So in the end, it is a little bit more security for the stylist where in our hairdressing world, we don't always have the most security. Yeah. So that part's kind of good. And then even in the end, if Robert is paying me when I don't have a guest, that the, guest this is, is going to reschedule the for the most part. Oh, I, no, mean, I thought you were going to say, because you ever had somebody say, well, that's not my job. Because yeah. in commission. Well, no, yeah, it is your job. <laughs> they're in commission mentality, the only time I'm being paid is if I'm touching hair. Mm. In this new hourly way, if I get a girl that works for me right now making 65 bucks an hour, mm. if she has no client, it's not in my best interest not to have her washing towels, helping somebody else. I yeah. mean, she's now part of the crew. I mean, there's no choice. You can't then turn around and say, well, it's not, as long as you're being paid per hour, yeah. <laughs> you've got to contribute. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think for yeah. me, because we've already had a team based thing, but occasionally people would just kind of think, well, it's not me. Somebody else should do it. Yeah, yeah. Sweep like, up, do the laundry, whatever. Yeah. 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 Now that I know I'm paying you, and some of you could be premium, mm. then you've got to help the team because you're, mm. you're being paid to be there, being yeah. paid to be there. Yeah. This changes a big dynamic in my mind because mm. commission said it just didn't feel as structured. Again, it wasn't transparent. My mom asked me, what are you making? I said, 50%. She said, of what? Mm. I said, I don't know, mom. <laughs> Did you know? Uh-huh. So I get yeah. that the Europeans and people in Australia have not been affected by some of this, but trust me, yeah. the freelance business model is quite an incredible thing. The guy makes his money up front. It's mm. like you're getting paid, paid. People are paying to work there. Yeah. yeah, It's having an effect and it's happening in the UK. I know it is. Mm. I haven't seen it in Australia, but it's happening in cities all around the States. People say it'll never happen here. We used mm. to be very much from Mississippi towards West Coast. Yeah. All three of my salons have been in all 98% with rent markets forever. Mm. Yeah. And as you start to move past the Mississippi now in New Jersey, New York, it's, it's happening every yeah, single actually. day. Yeah, it it's just things yeah. are changing yeah. and we've got to adapt. Okay. Well, listen, uh, we need to wrap up, but wh- whereabouts, can you just tell us now, wh- whereabouts can our, our audience find you on social? Mary, you Let me first. take that for you. Well, I'm mm-hmm. at Cuomo Chromines. How do you spell, um, do you spell Cuomo? C-U-O-M-O-C-R-O-M-E-A-N-S. At Robert Chromines. For everything for him. He's at Robert Chromines on Instagram, Robert Chromines on his two Facebook pages. Uh, Robert Chromines business.com is a website where he has a lot of his business CDs where you can download the audio files and listen to things like um, interviews with Vidal Sassoon, John Paul DeGioia, uh, other various business coaches and cool people in the industry, mm. even some haircut videos. And Robert Chromines.com. Cool. Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure. Wealth of knowledge, <laughs> wealth of uh, enthusiasm and passion for the industry. And uh, let's hope that this is, is the first of, uh, of many on these podcasts of you contributing your thoughts and ideas, because uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you here today. So, Robert, Mary, thank you ever so much. And uh, we'll speak to you again. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.